Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We will be eventually chatting about the movie screening on October 19th through the 25th, but for the second week in a row we have special guests. Yeah, I know. It's been, I wasn't here last week. That was Sam. It was, if you thought yeah. it was me, that was not me. Eric was on assignment in LA. Yeah, I was finding out intel about movies. Did I you guess. find Nicolas Cage? No, I thought I saw him, but it was just some guy. But uh, I did bring you guys gifts. As did you promised. really think you thought oh, you saw wow. Nick Cage? Uh, no, oh, I just it was cool. just. I always think I see him. Okay, wait. We'll get our gifts, and then we'll introduce our mystery. Here you go. Oh, a Robin Pin. Yeah. So I, I saw a gumball machine, What's and it had superhero buttons. Yeah. But you didn't know which one you would get, and it had, one of them was Green Lantern, which I know you already have. So I was like, I don't, I don't want that. But you yeah. can't choose. And uh, side note, it was fifty cents. You put them in like together, like pinned in. It's not two separate slots. I thought that kind of was weird to me. Anyway, Ooh. and then it ended up being a Robin pin. And I was like, oh, that's the one I hoped it was because I feel like you don't have a Robin pin. And I'm wearing a button. red Robin shirt right I know. now. And I knew you would, so Nerd. that worked out really well. And not to be done, Andrew's gift is pretty great. So I know you like uh, novelizations of movies, <laughs> and it almost got you the Omen Four, and they had Omen Five, which wasn't even a movie. There's, there's an Omen Five. There's a book, <laughs> but the Omen Four was not the same as the movie Four. So I was like, well, I can't pick that. Oh. So I went with the more ridiculous choice. So oh, I got you oh, the, the novelization good, of the Good, the good Son, son. Uh, <laughs> the, the evil Macaulay Culkin movie. Yeah, that was like the. But they also had an Alien Resurrection postcard book, which I couldn't decide if that was more absurd. We I'm should, glad you we guys should do. Here. We should do like a serialized live reading of this. On I know podcast. it's probably great. Like I don't. I, I was just like I don't know which one. Novelizations are insane. His massive head is like such a good cover. You're just like, oh, this tells me everything you need to know. Giant Macaulay Culkin head. Yeah, like we get them a little bit now, but it's it's you know Star Wars or Planet of the Apes. They yeah. used to be everything. It's, everything yeah, had ridiculous. a novelization, and and they're like most of them are awful. Like there there was a few they had like charmed the series and stuff, and I was like, so it's got to be a movie. And they they did have a full shelf, but a lot of them were just there's some were like too easy, you know. But it was like the Good Son. He the definitely doesn't son. have this one. So yeah, so there you go. I promise I'd bring back ridiculousness, and I have. I was just laughing at the thought if we just talked about novelizations for a full half hour. Yeah. And don't introduce these two guys at all. <laughs> what like two guys trick. are you referring to? You mean Andrew and I, because they're the only ones here. No, no. We okay, so guess. I will let our two guests introduce themselves so you can put a voice to the name. That's true. So, My name's Lorenzo Patino. I'm a Ottawa stand-up comic. And I'm Mike Tamafi. Uh, my favorite movie novelization was... Uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, did books on those too. Apparently, yeah, yeah. didn't know that. I, I, I liked the uh, the Lost World, Jurassic Park. It was actually not shitty. But, yeah, uh, can't swear. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he doesn't know if he can. Uh, oh, yeah. can I? Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, there's three rules. Yeah, there goes our family rating. It was, it was not horrible. There you go. Yeah. I really that first book is great too. It's yeah, like, it's it's. I love the movie obviously, but the book is its own thing and has yes. like a lot of differences. You oh. know what I forgot in the book. I think right in the opening of the book, it establishes that they're making tiny dinosaurs, like pugs. <laughs> yes. Dinosaurs? I and, that's in the book, and it's not in any movie, any of the five movies, yeah, that I they're think... making pocket dinosaurs. Oh, what? Did someone see I, I heard pocket. someone walk in. Okay, Andrew's out of here. I might I just, have to. No, he's afraid of pocket dinosaurs. Okay. okay. That was why he we'll keep going. Out. That's me. See ya. Okay, so it's good that we got you two guys. We might good. have to replace Andrew. Yeah. This is uncomfortable, but we're here to audition for yeah. new Andrew. <laughs> at least this was all the plan. At least we got a copy of the Good Son novelization yeah. here. You left that. It's so. weird how his eyes on the cover kind of follow you around I know. The room. He's yeah. looking right at me, yeah. I thought, but he's also looking at you. <laughs> when was that? Was this post-Home Alone 2? E- I mean, it's post-Home Alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do I cheat and look on the back as I look on the back? And, <laughs> and it's Elijah Wood. Elijah yeah. Wood was the... 
the, the good or the, the actual real good son. <laughs> yeah. the, the gooder son? Was he the bad son? Like, yeah. I don't know how that works. Like, a short guy named Tiny, or the tall guy named Tiny. I can't. I'm too excited. I can't keep track. Yeah. So, the same year as Jurassic Park. Wow. Oddly enough. What a year. Related. The year is the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. It's, oh. it's like 94, 95. But, like, they had the team in 93. I don't know how that works. Did you kind of awkward wear time. your Raptors merch and get beat up by <laughs> Lakers goons yeah, Here's in the thing. LA? Funny you should ask. No. But it would have been funnier if I did. No, I... Because, you know, they, they, the guy that they signed, a lot of L.A. fans think they're going to get next season. So I was like, maybe I should wear my jersey as a gag and then see if someone tries to fight me. And then I was like, do I want to be fought in Trump's America? And no, not, not, yeah. not in L.A. No, and but we were in, like, the good area of L.A., I guess, mainly. Like, it's like my friend's got a family, and so his, they, <laughs> I don't know, it's, like, pretty, pretty, like, light. But the one thing say. I know about well, L.A., like... That sounds like code for something. Yeah, yeah. kind of, kind of. <laughs> like a few other cities, you can't... If the Lakers win the championship, they're flipping cop oh, cars. Yeah. Right. If yeah, they, they lose the championship, they're flipping cop cars. Yeah. So it's 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 weird, and they and they won't this year, but like win that is. But yeah. you know, I, I still I wore my hat everywhere because I was like, okay, that's a good common. It's plus it's a nice hat, and weirdly I got that hat in LA. Like I had to get it shipped there because they didn't sell it on the site in Canada. Oh. Go figure. Or they had a lot of people not buying Toronto Raptors stuff in the States. Weird how that worked. Yeah, the only thing I know <laughs> about basketball right now is the uh, guy who went to L.A. Yeah. I hope he did so, so he can be closer to movie studios and do Space Jam 2. He did. That's literally... Well, so I mean, Space that's Jam not the only reason, happen but now. that's... Yeah, they've announced it starring him, Shaq, like, least kept secret, Because when, when Shaq was in L.A., that's when he was making such classics as Steel and Kazam. Yeah. Yeah. So we can expect other such. I, and they were great, you know. I mean, supposedly he did other movies, but I, I mainly remember Kazam uh, being great. And what else do you need? And like Steel, that was like the best version they could have made of that. Steel as, was as the Venom fan. of its day, except Venom is making more money. Well, yeah. and, and oh god, like I mean, to, to do a movie without the first part of the movie being involved in the movie. Yeah, I don't even... So there's no Superman in Steel? Like, no. Or references? Nothing. Or no, I've, I have to admit, I've never seen Steel. It's I an alternate universe now. where... You haven't lived. No, I'm I sorry, guys. He just, I, yeah, so I he just, like, gets powers. Like, yeah. And that's it. And they're like, well, you're Superman. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, that's <laughs> oh, a little yeah. too close. That's a little too close. My friend had the Sega Genesis game of uh, Shaq Fu. Oh, God. Yeah. I never actually bought that. I, my brother had the Shaq Diesel album, which was, I think, 95, and... Had a few good songs in the sense that he could afford to buy good beats because he had the money, but his rapping was not great. I'm gonna say, but I was like, got in '95, so I mean, I was, I was born in '82, so I was young enough to think he was still good at rapping, like he was good at everything else. But he was not. It, it turns out he wasn't a great rapper. I that's, don't know. That's a that's a really bold stance. You're taking. <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's like it's only because Andrew left. I would never have <laughs> to never. say all this while he was here. But not, even in front of the good son, I don't feel good about <laughs> yeah, it. I know. But, yeah. He's still staring, even though it's moved. I don't like this. Andrew would have stormed out again. Yeah, with I your know. controversial. There's still time for him to storm in and then storm out again. I yeah. think. But no. But I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get into fights. No one mentioned any of my merch. No one was cool like. Did that. you go to the Grauman's theater? No, I no? didn't. I, I did like nothing. Like he's Why like, did you go? Because <laughs> my, my best friend lives there, and he has two kids, and and that means his life is is us hanging out with kids. 
and then his wife, and then at 11 p.m. we were allowed to hang out together. And you got cheap, hours. cheap, cheap flight, super cheap flight. Yeah, that too. Like that's the like it just it sucks, but it's like even if I ever see him here, it's at his parents' place in Toronto because like he's not allowed to go anywhere else. Basically, they're like, oh, you're coming up here, and then so I'm like, well, I, I guess I'm sleeping on your floor for a couple of days because otherwise I won't see you. So. I'm not bitter. Like, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Damn it. Yeah. He's going to be listening oh, to God. this in LA with like a single tier. Yeah. I always try to get him to listen to the podcast, and this will be the one where he's yeah. like, you know what? Yeah. The whole family's together. Let's listen to this. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you about his family. He <laughs> like, can't live his life. I know. Okay. He's a whole country away. He can't stop me. Yeah. Say some other things. Yeah. His, <laughs> his kids are great, but they're three and eight. So, like, they're three and eight. I mean, you know. So, so. they're monsters. They, were, they loved me. I, I actually, his kids were great this time because they'd be like, can you flex for us? Your, your, your muscles are so big. And I'm like, I have literally never heard that in my entire life. And I'm like, it's kind of great. And you're like, your beard's so soft. And I'm like, I guess that's a thing a kid would say. I don't know. But the whole, I kind of loved his kids because I could leave, basically. Yeah. So that part was great. Yeah. But I used to think I wanted kids until I visited them. This is getting worse and worse. As now. long as your friend knows you're painting a twisted portrait of yeah. his probably happy life and, and, and doubting all of his life choices I, I think I think he knows like I, I he he like jeez I was going to say he drinks a fair amount but that doesn't sound good either I just you know I understood why he needed a couple of gin and tonics you know after being around the kids and one kid hit another kid with a bat and that, like not on purpose but I was, uh, I was the one watching them at the time and I literally turned for two seconds kid gets smoked with a bat yeah, that's uh, I'm not a good babysitter. That, that's the worst part about babysitting is if that happens, you get in trouble. Yeah, like, and I, you, and you go to jail. And they're like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "I literally don't know." Like, here's what I suspect happened, but I turned around and life, you know, got in the way. I guess I was babysitting once, and my little, at the time, like three, four year old, I say fake niece because my non-blood relative friends, yeah. you know, little fake niece, and I just turned around and I turned back around, and she had like a Thanksgiving turkey fork. Okay. Yeah. Thanksgiving like, turkey yeah. would have been better, that but still fork good. But, but I turned around and she just got it, and I, I don't know where it came from. But yeah, nobody <laughs> knows where those come from. Like, yeah. I, it's, none of that makes sense. And then you know she stabbed you a couple of times, and you're like, "Well, stop! Yeah. Are you allowed to be doing this?" That was a lot of my visit. I'm like, "Are you allowed to be <laughs> blank?" Like she's like crayoning on the TV tray. I'm like, "Do we allow that?" And you're like, "No." I was like, "Okay, I figured. I figured. We just I don't have kids." Like they just kept yelling, "Make America great again." Yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, "Wow, she's three, but this is she's got some, she's got some controversial opinions." I know. She was like building a wall of mashed potatoes. Yeah. I was like, "I don't like this at all." Yeah. Weird Thanksgiving, but still, it got a little off topic. But the point is. It's the Raptors' first day of the season. I know that's what you were getting at. <laughs> I told you about talking about sports on this podcast. You brought it up. I would. I just wore the shirt to get you to bring it up. Yeah, so. I talk about sports if it's Space Jam oh, it's true. or Cool <laughs> Running, which you already brought up. Yeah, because I love Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. So we can talk about that. <laughs> I unironically love Space Jam. It's. I saw it for the first time a couple months ago, which seems weird to say, but yeah, um, it, it was terrible. I gotta it's be honest with so you. So weird. Uh, it's such a weird movie. It's not a good movie to see when you're 35 for the first time. And like was, Bill Murray's yeah. in it. And he, yeah. was, he was fine. Well, like, he might have been the best yeah. part. He's probably the best part of the <laughs> My favorite part of the movie is that the Looney Tunes characters were true to themselves. Yeah. Because, you know, for a while, Tom and Jerry became friends and kind of goofy and <laughs> where they're supposed to be trying to kill each other. Even Venom, if you want to yeah. get <laughs> But in Space Jam, Daffy Duck's a jerk and Wiley's yeah. trying to eat the Roadrunner. They're yeah. kind of all playing yeah, by the rules. Yeah, Sam's trying to shoot up the place, I but guess. But I would... There's a great documentary in there somewhere about how the hell did this movie happen. Yeah. 
It's I, I find the voices I found a little distracting in some because it's like clearly not the same people for some of them. Mel Blanc's dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, all right. That's true. I think it was like and, the and first. And he's rolling in his grave yeah, after yeah. seeing that. I'll tell you. No, no, he's great. He's uh, great. You I sound like an insult comic. Yeah, yeah. He's great. As I'm next to two actual comics, I'm yeah. like, no, I got this one, boys. Don't well, worry. you can't actually make jokes about Mel Blanc. That's a that's a big no no, right? You almost said Matt Blanc. I know. I said Mel Blanc. Like very similar people. Mel Blanc. Wow. It's one of the cardinal rules of comedy. You can't make fun of him. No, and Matt LeBlanc was like Jewish? the Mel Blanc of no. friends. I think. That's a whole other thing. My wife is Jewish. What are you saying? <laughs> I, I literally don't know. I don't know what he's saying. But, but still, you know, it's good. This has got off to a raucous start. What would this yeah. be like if Andrew was here? Oh, oh poor Andrew. We'll never know. So yeah, sad that he quit yeah. the podcast today. <laughs> what a dramatic fashion, dude. It's like you replaced me with two people. <laughs> yeah. We felt that that was the only fair way, right? Okay, so if we don't wrangle this, we're never going to talk about the actual task. <laughs> and I guess we're supposed to talk about their thing also. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was kind of the point, but... So I invited these gentlemen here because they're doing an event at the Mayfair coming up in the near future that I think is cool and hope does well enough that they can keep doing it because mm. it's a neat little idea. So why don't one of you give us the elevator pitch on your event here. Sure. So we're doing a uh, screening on October 27th at 3.20 p.m. Uh, we kind of came up with this idea from uh, when comics get together, we kind of talk about comedy and uh, just various things we're watching, things we like. And there was a very young comic that came up to a group of us about a year ago and was like, hey, have you guys seen this movie Airplane? And we're like, yeah. Yes. Oh, man. And he was like, oh my God, it's brilliant. And we're like, yeah, we know. And then, so there's this whole like dialogue that's been taking place and it happens every time this people come into the scene, younger people, like I'm 81, so I'm, yeah. I'm 37 and God, that hurts every time. And when new people come in, we're like, oh yeah, you know, it's like that one movie. And they're like, what are you talking about? And so we have this surely idea. Surely you've seen yeah, that. Yeah, surely you've seen that. Yeah. And stop calling me Shirley. But yeah, so we, we had this kind of idea of, so, like, having a thing where we sh showcase an old comedy classic. Uh, we're going to be doing Young Frankenstein on October 27th to start off. And we just want to kind of expose people to the movies as they were meant to be seen in this beautiful Mayfair theater. And then there's a component after the show where we're going to be having a discussion about how the movie holds up in terms of the comedy and the jokes that are made. This movie is 44 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, it was made in 19, I believe 1974 it premiered. It actually premiered the same year as Blazing Saddles, which is crazy that that came out. Both those in the same year? Too, randomly. Yeah. Well, Blazing Saddles came out in January and this came out in December. And the idea, so I, I read the book, oh, sorry, listened to the audiobook because, <laughs> well, well. because, <laughs> yeah, I just saw Mike's eyebrows go up, but. This is a long elevator ride. I know. Yeah. It's a really long elevator. Okay, right. Right the yeah. elevator. Yeah. We're walking so, down the street. The glass, what is the glass oh, yeah, elevator? Yeah, we broke the glass elevator in Willy Wonka. But yeah, so we're, we'll be doing some... Uh, We'll be doing like some some trivia about the movie to start, and then we have some prepared stand-up segments, and then we'll be having a discussion with Mike has not seen it, and we'll have two other comedians who have not seen it. I don't care um, for old movies. Man. Okay, yeah, he does uh -oh. not care for. You're old in movies. the wrong theater. He's in the wrong theater for that. <laughs> I, I also what, what seen year it. is old? Because that's a constant. It's like classic rock now, where where they're like classic rock is tragically hip. You know, like kind of anything that wasn't released in modern 3D. Like, Whoa. Whoa! So only Transformers oh, movies. Yeah. He loves the works of Jerry Bruckheimer and Michael Bay. <laughs> mm. Right? Oh no! Yeah, I think <laughs> The Rock with Nicolas Cage is the earliest movie. I okay, I literally love that movie. That's so right. I, I was about to go all in, but that's yeah. uh, an amazing film. Even though we're not allowed to show it here, we have an anti-Michael Bay policy. Yeah. But that's the only one that I've I've been like, Josh, please, The Rock. <laughs> it's it has Cage, and yeah. actually the whole cast is amazing. Ed Harris. Oh god, is amazing it's just so movie. good. And the oh god, I love that movie. But isn't like Young Frankenstein like black? 
and white. Young Frankenstein is in black uh, and white. But uh, on purpose, though. But like, on purpose. It, it actually was a point of contention uh, when the film was made that yeah. we'll be talking about. Yeah. That'll be one Spoilers. of the topics. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about certain jokes that, that may not hold up in today's uh, world. But, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to have a good time. And hopefully do it more frequently. Fun guaranteed. Yeah. Fun guaranteed. It's a great movie. It is. I know. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's Mel Brooks in his prime. Even though I like, I thought it was a Mel Brooks film, but he actually did not write it. It's actually Gene Wilder's idea. Right. Yeah, Gene Wilder came up with the idea and pitched it to him on the set of Blazing Saddles, which again blows yeah. my mind that those two movies are so intertwined and connected. But and Gene Wilder wasn't even supposed to be in Blazing Saddles. He got uh, he like stood in at the last minute when the classic cowboy actor that they had John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne. He he was uh, kicked off sec for being a drunk. Racist. So. Ah. Yeah. Well, well, probably. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it should be good. We're going to talk, uh, like, a, we have some ideas lined up for uh, December and, and February and April if we're able to do it. So cool. uh, yeah, we, we really like it if people came out and joined us. And it's also a good chance to get exposed to the local comedy scene. We have a really vibrant uh, stand-up scene. We're going to have improv people on too, uh, comedy writers. Uh, we'd love to have more film people on too. So if you guys... Uh, have strong opinions about comedies especially pre-2000 comedies we'd love to have you on as well um, so just uh, reach out to us we're embarrassing humans on Facebook like that's what it's called or you just are that's our group <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're I kind of am yeah. also but so it's, it's Mike's and, Mike and I's producing group is uh, called embarrassing humans but. you know what I like about this and I'm sure you guys get this just with this theater in general the type of movies you show is like when I grew up I got exposed to a lot of movies from watching like TV with my dad mm -hmm. or renting movies and now I find like older movies aren't even on TV anymore yeah like, yeah. like Saturday Night at the Movies on TVO yeah. it's like a big loss like yeah. I used to be I used to love watching stuff like that with my dad so like this would be what I would consider like the modern equivalent of like a Sunday afternoon movie where it's like, hey, sit down, you've got to watch this. Yeah. Like, yeah. You haven't seen this, this will shape your life kind of thing. And we would encourage people to bring uh, forcefully their children to come watch this. Like, it would be a good thing for them to do. Yeah, right? we're in your, yeah. You can plug iPads in here, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Presume. Yeah. I presume. <laughs> there is no, that's the thing about watching TV or watching movies on TV. There's no such thing as appointment television anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've chatted about that when we, we do Saturday morning cartoons quarterly yeah. where we show three hours of cartoons and have buffet cereal and all that stuff. So good. But that's my biggest old man thing is, you know, getting up at seven in the morning, watching cartoons until noon, yeah. the commercials being important, the cereal being important. There's all kinds of great cartoons still being produced, mm -hmm. yeah. but a kid could just wake up and even what would be a classic to the kid, watch SpongeBob or watch something newer that's mm. whatever's on Netflix or whatever. But there's no such thing as I have to be at... 9.30 in front of my TV to watch real Ghostbusters. Yeah, like, right. that, that's gone. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. So it's the same with movies where, yes, we have the universe at our fingertips for watching movies at home. There's not that, yeah, like Saturday Night at the Movies kind of mm. thing or like the midnight movie kind of thing. Yeah, even like Simpsons at 8 o'clock on Sundays. Yeah, like, I mean, I still do that when possible, but it's like, just, that used to be a thing. Like, that was like yeah, a staple yeah. growing yeah. up with the family and everything and like... Well, my routine for watching a decade ago, I would watch Letterman every night right not even like five years ago at 11 30 yeah. but now for the most part and like so many people i don't have not to talk about tv but <laughs> you i don't have, not supposed to <laughs> i don't have like cable but through ctv's website uh, or global's website whoever i watch colbert while i'm working the next morning right so i watch most late night talk shows 
in the morning the next yeah. day. And they're yeah. recorded in the afternoon the day yeah. before anyways, so it's not like... Yeah. You know. So, like, the convenience now... I, I love stories... There was I was watching a, about old Universal Monster movies and stuff like that, and there was a comedian, and he said when he was a kid, he was on Little League or whatever, but the local Mayfair-type cinema, wherever he lived, I think in California, played the old Frankenstein, the old Dracula on weekend mm-hmm. matinees, and he would always skip baseball on those days because wow. he knew if he didn't go see... The universal double bill of yeah. Frankenstein and Dracula. He had to wait twelve months. Like there was no VHS. There yeah. was no you know. So there was something very romantic about that world, and it's it's that's the trade off, right? Yeah. Like, well, that's that's actually how Mel Brooks kind of got uh, became a fan of these kind of films, uh, the horror films, like and westerns as well. Is his brother used to take him to the movies as like babysitting, so to tie back to mm-hmm. your to your story about yeah, yeah. babysitting. But yeah, they used to take. He's, his older brother used to take him to the cinemas just so his mom could have some peace in the house. And so he loved these old monster movies. So when Gene pitched him the film, he got like super passionate about it. And uh, one of the things that will be great about watching on the big screen is you can actually see the crazy set design that went into that film. And they actually got a lot of the old people who used to make those movies from the 1930s to come and show them how to build the sets. How yeah. they used, I think they actually rented this, some of the equipment from the studio that produced Bride of Frankenstein to put in their film. Yeah. They still had it from like 30 years before. So it's crazy how there's... He actually made it as a continuation of those old films. That's why they reference it so much in, in the in the story. So Yeah, and the, and the production design, the score, yeah. the cinematography is all... Not that it's not a real movie, but as if they were doing a real movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it just happens to be one of the funniest movies ever. Yeah. But if you just look at it, the cinematography it's, looks... Oscar caliber and yeah it's satire in its most brilliant kind of I don't think we really see satire in cinema anymore like it's, yeah. it's more now reserved for like news shows and comedy or scary movie kind of run for a while yeah but that was more well again, scary. Yeah. That was a scary, scary movie yeah I mean that was more spoof though that's more like the airplane kind of uh, that kind of Okay. I mean, like Death of Stalin, I guess, was like, you know, and, and the director's like done a few that are, I guess, closest to yeah. that. But even then... That's true, yeah. Like, that's all I could think of. And even I didn't I didn't really like that that much, but that's... Everyone yeah. loved that movie, so I'm like, I'll just keep quiet in the corner. No, so, I mean, that's... And that'll be one of the things we'll, we'll talk about. It's like that kind of style of humor. Like, where, where did it go? Because yeah. I think it's still there, but I think it just moved to other mediums mm-hmm. rather than disappeared. Again, cinema has gone through such a shift from 1974 to now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm wondering how many more movies were made this year than had been made in 1974. Right. Just for like the diversion of talent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something like Netflix yeah. just like yeah. changed everything. Well, Netflix has like 20 Christmas movies, and I doubt any of them are satires. So, like, not deliberately. Not anyways. deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them Christmas for sure Princess, are. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, <sighs> the thing that I always think is fun to look at it like that, if you take. 70s to now if you go back 40 years before the 70s it's the 30s mm-hmm. so you think of that gap where 40 years before Young Frankenstein it was Buster Keaton yeah and then 40 years after Young Frankenstein who is it Kevin Hart I don't know who's, who's, who's <laughs> yeah. the it biggest comedian in the world it's Kevin Hart right for movies I mean, yeah. at least was Tyler Perry or Kevin Hart no. yeah, Probably I guess Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah. yeah I suppose so I don't really think of him as like a stand-up guy, but I mean, he does, I guess. Like, I don't, I just he's, don't, I don't. Really... I think he's the only one that does move. Like, I can't. We're Pat. We're Paul po- Blart. We're post. No, but we're post classic. all that though. We're post Seth yeah, yeah. Rogen. We're post Sandler's influence. So like, which feels so weird. Who is it? It's true. Like, yeah, because like, Seth Rogen's Mulaney now. Or something? Like, I mean, but yeah, but like Mulaney, it, it, they don't. They make then, TV. They're yeah. all on TV. I just so. don't like. 
That's so weird. Like the I think Sandberg in Soup was it Pops Pop Star was that yeah. That, that's the big comedy seems to be the ensembles, right? Because it's it's yeah. Yeah. purely good or bad. Forget about that, but just money. Mm-hmm. In the past couple of years, it's been Office Christmas Party. Right. The what was the one like Single Moms or whatever? Yeah. Like, like bad, moms? Bad, moms? bad Moms. Yeah. So with like half a dozen comedians, or, even, even yeah. Ocean's Eight, which is like not a comedy but has comedy. And yeah. Just, yeah. yeah you, you, it's not one actress. It's all know, big like, ensembles. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. Isn't the Melissa McCarthy? They're kind of structured on her for her run. More or less. Yeah. I know with Ghostbusters it became the ensemble, but that felt like it was built around her. Yeah, right? well, yeah. even like they, Bridesmaids, yeah. I guess, was yeah. like ensemble, and then she branched out after that and was carrying movies. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and whether or not you like her stuff or not, I mean, it's still like Kevin Hart too. You know, it's like pretty impressive to see that string of success. And yeah, I mean, it's not maybe for me. And who was our last duo? Was like Farley and Spade, right? Yeah, like I mean, twenty years ago. Because well, yeah, Sandler tried to yeah. shoehorn Kevin James into, uh, but that didn't really. Work yeah, out. no, and it's always it, there was a lot of like Sandler and Blank. Like yeah. they tried a few different Her- ones. Harold and Kumar, no. Oh yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean they got three at least three movies. I got that. mad. At, I went to see a few years back, Jenny Tartaskowski, who's a brilliant animator. He did. Powerpuff Girls and, okay. and Star Wars Clone Wars the first batch of them and everything mm-hmm. so he directed as a hired gun directed Hotel Transylvania yeah, and he oh said yeah. when he came in everything was done like the script the casting everything but he he did he ended up doing all three yeah but yeah. he said Sylvester Stallone was cast to play Frankenstein oh, and wow. Adam Sandler replaced him with Kevin James oh come like, on now That's, come um, on that is a Wrong decision. Like, All I can hear is him doing Frankenstein in my head like, now. That's and I refuse to listen yeah. to Kevin James. Yeah. I won't even. I can't even understand what that would sound you should, like. You should like someone should pay Stallone to like just do it. That yeah, and yeah. Play it at the same <laughs> time. Take out of context quotes from him and like <laughs> yeah. animate that. But it's decisions like that where I'm like, you made that decision to put your friend in versus. The betterment of the yeah. film. Fire bad. Oh. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I never tried to do it. That's awful. All right. Well, we'll move on from that one. Jesus. Okay. So let's briefly talk about what we're screening oh, yeah. the 19th to the 25th. We show movies stuff. Okay. What's the one I can't pronounce? We'll start with that one. Anthropocene. Oh, well, that's fun. And that is a the Mayfair staple of the We're Ruining Everything documentary. Oh, man. <laughs> it's big, beautiful cinematography of us ruining the world essentially it's, it's, <laughs> the first line I was reading I was like okay and it was and it seemed like it was gonna be like a positive like new modern technology and then it was yeah. like here's some other stuff we're doing that's terrible and I was like yeah. wow that's great that's what made me a vegan like eight years ago is I watched too many documentaries here about animals and it was like genuinely I'm like I think I'm done I think yeah. I learned too much <laughs> you know like that's too bad but this is a big movie it won a bunch of Canadian awards it's a Canadian film did crazy well at our friends at the Bytown oh man they get more they have more seats than us we were 325 they had 500 people in one what? afternoon to see this oh, movie good lord yeah, oh people love being depressed about the environment I <laughs> guess. love it and I thought it was Anthropophagus that horror movie and it is not no <laughs> it's a different kind of horror movie and you should totally come out and see it then God. we have White Boy Rick starring Matthew McConaughey that is from the director of a movie called 71 which came out a couple years ago oh, yeah, yeah. which was about the IRA y- yeah it was set in Russia no no it was, or, it was Irish yeah. it, it was like oh. it was like Irish uh, a kid during battles like in these like small little pub towns and it's, stuff like that it's like during the it's during a war though yeah yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I don't know really why I was thinking Russia because I remember that movie and yeah then I Ireland's just, not in Russia what's wrong so, with you like wait a minute yeah, let me uh, check my facts on that one but White Boy Rick is a 1980s gangster movie. Yeah, that, that's yeah. supposed to be great. Like, I've been uh, hearing yeah. about that for a while. 
Uh, based on a true story. I think, a depressing I think, sounding true story. I think we're but... through the Makanaissance. I think oh, I think, nice. I think we're on a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Oh. Just a little bit. Yeah, but then he's going like, to come up with something and, and just yeah. destroy us. And we're like, well, I guess we were wrong on that one. Like, they, Cage proved us wrong. Cage. <laughs> oh, never give up on yeah, Cage. Yeah, bring him back Mandy. No, we're not. I'm sorry. <laughs> then we have Colette, which is from the director of the Oscar-winning Still Alice. Oh, and nice. it won the Sundance Grand Jury Prize. And it is... Kira Knightley. It's a Kira Knightley oh, period piece. Big, big fan. We have the reputation of a grindhouse cinema, mm-hmm. but actually we're a highbrow cinema that happens to do grindhouse things. Yes. And stuff like Colette is what pays the rent. Right. And then that allows us to take some risks and play yeah. a weird Nick Cage movie or something. Yeah, yeah. That and Rocky Horror October pays for <laughs> Yeah, for the year. Yeah. <laughs> then The Hollow Child, part of Halloween month. It's a Canadian horror film with a terrifying kid in it. Oh yeah, the poster is unsettling and is always, <laughs> it's, star- it's another one that stares at you across the room and I'm like, I don't even yeah. know what this is and I'm uncomfortable. I love that one because we would have a poster for the Whitney Houston documentary and some period piece and like Ghostbusters yeah. and then this terrifying black-eyed, yes. bloodied child face up in yeah. the candy bar room. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> similar to the dark eyes of Jar Jar they're staring yeah. at us now but but somehow more unsettling. I don't really understand that. So yeah, so that's one of our Halloween month selections and the last one was Knuckleball which I really liked. Yeah, I really I liked a lot. I tried to come out to that and then I realized that I had plans that night and I, I didn't even have the heart to message you to be like, I'm not coming. Like I didn't want to make it official. So sad. And then we have a very fun Friday, Saturday, back-to-back screening that everybody should come to. On Friday, the Ottawa and possibly Canadian premiere of the new Neil Breen masterpiece, Twisted Pear. Instant classic. Do you guys know who Neil Breen is? No. Oh boy, you should. He's... Or shouldn't? I don't know. We aren't allowed to advertise it as a B-film or a cult film or whatever. Okay. But he is a filmmaker from Vegas who makes these kind of conspiracy theory thrillers, very low budget. Yeah. And this is his third or fourth, and they have garnered... A sort of acclaim. Acclaim, <laughs> yes. But it's so it's so difficult, because I'm trying to do it now, even though he's probably not going to listen, but we can't advertise it as a cult film or a midnight mm-hmm. film. But if you see the trailer, you might think, oh, that might... Fit yeah. into that genre. Well, like, cult's not supposed to be a bad thing either, though. That's the, no. that's the weird thing, because, like, I, I get that if he hears cult film, maybe he might think, oh, they're making fun of me or something. But, like, it's not it's not the case, you know? Like, there's so many amazing cult films. Like, it's just cult equals following. You yeah. Know? Like, call the Big Lebowski a cult film? Yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. Like, Definitely. Because <laughs> Big Lebowski, when it came out, was a big flop. People yeah. forget that. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Big flop. Yeah. yeah. And it only, this makes it sound like, in the 1800s, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. video stores so would say Big Lebowski. <laughs> but now, it's 20th anniversary. Uh, as we speak, uh, we're, recording this on, we're recording this on the 17th. Yeah. Which, I don't know if it has an official title, but it's Legalization Day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lebowski was legalized today. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're playing it for the first time. Eric's probably going to be swarmed. Eric's on a candy bar shift yeah. in, yeah. you know, half an hour from it now. It's already, yeah, Black Klansman was busy as hell, and now I imagine, I don't know. Well, it's better because, like, smoke checks here, so a lot of people yeah. just go for, like, quote-unquote real food. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it helps a little for me, because it's, otherwise you just get 
killed like just constantly it's gonna be nuts and you're just gonna have people drifting in like f- an hour into the movie <laughs> like yep. they'll be like oh so it's at 9 30 like Here, no yeah. here's how you guys make a million dollars you get a snack window facing out to bank street yeah. <laughs> and then you just serve movie snacks yeah. for people pre-bag pre-bag stuff they're like look i just want some movie popcorn yeah and i'll be on my way sir we have people who come in all the time and sheepishly say can we just get popcorn I'm like yeah yeah go ahead yeah, yeah. so so, yeah, yeah. Take out window. They feel weird about because sometimes we put out like plastic bags at the end of the night if we have it left over, and so some people come in and be like, "Can I? Do I purchase the plastic bag <laughs> yeah. popcorn?" And they feel like they're not supposed to know about it or something. It was like you've said too much, sir. <laughs> and then so mentioned Twisted Pear because it has been compared to Tommy Wiseau's masterpiece. The room. I know, and I'm like, tr- I'm like, I was gonna say Wiseau ask, but again, like, you don't want to, like, we're not yeah. trying to, like, we're not trying to make fun of this guy, you know, like, it's he's got a big fan base, and yeah. he's wealthy enough to do whatever he wants and put these out, and that's why we only get them for one day because it all goes through him, and and he's cool with that, and it's I respect that really, like, and the room is this is our. It's insane. It's our 110th consecutive month screening The Room. Yeah. It's the world record by far. Yeah, it's not close. And sometimes people will get angry at us. And yeah. like, why are you showing that again instead of a different midnight movie? It's like, because you keep coming. Yeah. We you don't pick the like, midnight movies that take yeah. off. Like, that's not how stuff works. Yeah, we play Rocky Horror approximately once a month and The Room once a month. Yeah. And it's been 110 months. I'm kind of stoked for the 111 screening. I don't even know why that, that means nothing, but yeah. it's kind of fun. So next month, and I then don't know. It's not announced yet, but we are 99% sure Greg's coming back in January oh. with Huge. volume two of Best Friends, Best Fiends. That's, so that's going to be big. Yeah. And Tommy won't come back because he's mad at the people who did the documentary about him uh, and they're from Ottawa the uh, Spoons one Room of Spoons yeah 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 I, know, so, that's, I thought you were going to say he's mad at us like, no, like no. We, we said something weird so funny like, we it's said so something funny. weird the city that is his number one thing is also <laughs> the city that made a documentary he doesn't like like that's, that's the city did we weren't involved yeah we, we didn't never, do it that's <laughs> so ridiculous but Greg's coming back Greg's great if you haven't read or listened to Disaster Artist, even if you haven't seen The Room, it's just a great, crazy book. Yeah. I appreciate you speaking to audiobook listeners. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can read it. You can hear it. You know, you can say you read it, but really you meant you heard it. You know, yeah. whatever. When, when that came out, I was so excited to read the book. Well, not... When the movie came out, yeah. I was excited to read the book because I read things. Yeah. But I wanted to see The Room first, and I came here... For a midnight screen or ten o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was one of the best experiences of my life. I'd never been in this theater, right? And get to sit out there with the popcorn and just be in that environment. Yeah. I was telling everyone I knew, like my grandfather, come to this. Which and then, is, and then you, insane. the story of disaster artists after you see the room, yeah. you're like it's just. And the movie is, you know, any adaptation you adapt. Yeah. But it's Greg said it's pretty damn close. He mm-hmm. said it's at like ninety percent and ten percent kind of switches some things around to make the story flow yeah. mm-hmm. but he said it's right up there for a document of what happened on that shoot yeah you know? it's weird to see I hadn't seen it until after he was here the last time and so yeah. it's just a lot of time, stuff that is just weird about his life that you that I now know I'm just like man how, what a weird all of, like just the Brian Cranston thing like just so many weird little <laughs> yeah. things yeah. you're like I, I don't even know where to begin with any of this so we're gonna wrap this up because Eric has to go do some laps, get ready yeah. for her. And I guess Andrew's not coming back. So Andrew's it's gone. Just, Gotta make sure he didn't just leave. I don't know. I don't know. I think Andrew's probably myself. selling tickets to Big Lebowski. That's why he oh, got God. stuck. I'm going to go across the street. There's a fundraiser right now for 
the pinball festival, which sadly was supposed to happen on the day we got hit by tornadoes. Yeah. That was rough. So I'm going to go over there. So do go visit our friends at House of Targ. More information on our movies. We're on everything. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> All of the things. Mayfortheater.ca. And yeah, best of luck on the Young Frankenstein Thank you very much. 23rd? It was? 27. 27. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. Come out on the 23rd for this event. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We really helped you out there. (laughs) Is it cut? We're going to start over. Coming on the 27th. Yes. 27th. Okay. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. You know this one? Great big gobs of greasy, grimy gopher guts, mutilated monkey meat, chocolate little piggy feet. Fried eyeballs swimming in a pool of blood. Mm, that sure tastes good. <laughs> Henry, come on down here. Behind his smile lies a secret. Here, my two of them, so we could be brothers. Hey, Mark, come on, let's go. Where are we going? Behind his eyes lies a plan. Who is he? Mr. Highway. Wow. What are you going to do with it? And behind the image of a good son. Colin? So what are you guys up to out there? Sorry, Mom. Top secret. Where are we going? We're here. Lies the terrifying truth. Say goodbye. No! Do you know what you did? You could have killed people. I feel sorry for you. You just don't know how to have fun. What? Doctor, you know things. Well, some things. What if there was this boy? And he did these terrible things because he liked doing them. Such a sweet little thing. It'd be too bad if something were to happen to her. Would you say he was evil? I don't believe in evil. You should. When innocence is just a mask. Do you really think I'd hurt her? You wouldn't. Poor Mark. So violent. When trust becomes a weapon, (laughs) then anyone can become the next victim. Henry. No. Susan! If I let you go, you think you could fly? Macaulay Culkin, the good son.